Welcome. I am Rebecca Tabbert, former overweight atheist, corporate girl turned fit over 40, purpose chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. Listen, I remember my struggle with food, eating for comfort, and feeling uncomfortable in my body. I remember my battle was stinking thinking that kept me stuck by telling me things like, I'm not good enough. Fast forward through a lot of time in God's word, a couple big leaps of faith, building godly grit through adversity and investing in my own personal and professional development. And you will find the life I live, lead and coach today which includes an amazing personal relationship with God and a level of fitness in mind and body that I truly didn't even know was possible from where I started. A life committed to teaching women how to create their own life-changing and sustainable transformations. With the help of an amazing team, I've been honored to help thousands of women achieve their goals over the last decade. I created the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast to give you inspiration and a belief in what is possible and to give you simple and practical steps for deepening your faith, crushing the stinking thinking, and becoming fit in mind and body. So if you're a woman of faith who is ready to talk all things faith, fitness, and freedom so that you can continue to develop faith that moves mountains, get the body that reflects the best vision of yourself and experience greater freedom to claim and live your kingdom purpose, then you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Hey, hey, this is Coach Rebecca. So in this episode, we get to talk about resolutions versus results driven by goals. So I am not a fan of resolutions. I'm sure you've heard that before. And the reason I'm not a fan of resolutions is because they're iffy. They're wishy-washy. They are most often not sustainable. In fact, statistically, only 50% of people look at a resolution or decide on a resolution, and over 80% of those give up on the resolution come February. That doesn't sound like a very good game plan to me, right? Versus getting intentional, just as you should at any point in time. No woulda, shoulda, couldas, catching my own words, right? I know that you are listening to this podcast because you are a woman on fire that is driven to be your best, live your best, and give your best, which means we get to learn, evolve into greater levels of focus and tension on an ongoing basis. And I love the analogy that Brandon Bouchard gave one time when he talks about a friend of hers that was into yoga. And I think that was actually her profession, if I remember the story correctly. And she's like, but Brandon, I just, I just like to go with the flow. And 
But at the same time, she had no time for herself, no time to do, I think it was a vacation that she wanted to do or what have you. And Brandon's point was um, something to the effect of like, yeah, you have no time because you don't plan, right? If we don't plan, the same amount of 24 hours in a day is given to each and every one one of us. The difference between those that fulfill their greatest purpose to their fullest potential and have, you know, amazing success as they desire, right? Those that are able to truly create the life that they intended and designed versus going through the motions. The difference is simply how we invest our time and the level of planning that goes behind it. Doesn't mean you plan every minute of every day, but you want to set good, clear targets, If you don't have a target, you don't know what you're working for. Not only is this true from a faith-based perspective, but there's been science, um, many scientific studies that have been based on it. From a science standpoint, you're welcome to Google, look up what's called reticulary activation system, RAS system. It's a portion of our brain that they've discovered that is like a, um, I want to say honing beacon, right? It is the portion of our brain that is looking for a target. And based on the target it has set in front of it, it looks for evidence to support and build momentum towards that target. Now, if we're not aware of that, then we are functioning off of autopilot. We are functioning off of our reactive thoughts, which often left to our own devices are very negative, self-defeating, and do not pull us closer to our goal if we are not being intentional, which means that RAS system, our brain, has a target whether we give it one or not. And if we do not intentionally give it a target, it, 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 its target is what is left over, which is the negative results of whatever it is, you know, past, uh, stinking thinking, all the things. And so we, it is therefore creating more of that for us. So we get to live on purpose with intention. And what that looks like, and I go through um, a much longer process of this for our clients, and that's one of the things that we'll work through on the upcoming 12-week faith and fitness transformation program, is really stepping through and laying this out. And there's specific questions that you can ask to kind of make sure that you're setting the solid groundwork to be able to you know, know your worth and know, kind of discover what your purpose might be and, and how to break that down to what this year looks like. But I want to give you an overview here that I believe will truly serve you uh, and will get you a, a much stronger result for 2021 if you choose to take action. And that is the biggest gap is the difference. And this is hopefully not too much of a tangent, but the dish, difference between listening and just absorbing information and actually following through and taking action on it. And that is one of the powerful reasons why you would want to invest in a coach when you want to be successful. So many people have ideas, access, resources available to them. Very few people actually take action on them and follow through and stay focused and driven towards them when they are by themselves. The most successful people have coaches and mentors and invest in themselves to make sure they're doing it. Knowing something and doing something are two different things. So with that, 
the way you would set effective goals for this year is start by getting a vision of what you want to feel, what you want to be experiencing at the end of this year. So I teach my clients to write out what the day looks like on 12-31-21 as an example and write it out as if it already is. There's a great book on this too. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And it's one of the first books I read probably almost a decade ago now. And I've read it several times since, but there are so many different resources that talk about this same thing, which is essentially the same as, or which is also, I'm sorry, not essentially the same, but also the same as what's been scientifically proven with the RAS system. That you set a target, you create it by one way of creating it is writing out the image as if it is. So writing it out as if it's 1231-21 and being as detailed as possible. It seems woohoo. It might even be hard at first, but the more you work on this, the better you'll get at it. And I encourage you to write it out and include every aspect of your life. Right now we, is a great opportunity to look not just at what your health goal might be for this year, but where do you want to be with your family, your relationships, your connections? Where do you want to be in your faith walk, your knowledge of the the Bible or just the personal relationship with God? Where do you want to be in your finances? And where do you want to be in your fitness? And take time to really ask yourself and dream big what do you really, really want? And write it out as of it's 12-31-2021 and write out as if you're already there. And then break it down. So what are the things that you get to do and be in order to get there? And you may not know the how. The how is will come to you. I know it sounds woohoo, but the how will not just download overnight. The how will come to you the more you focus on what you want and the more you take action towards it. A lot of times God will reveal to us just the next step, right? After you set the long-term vision for the next year, break it down for a shorter-term goal. What do you want to see in the next three months for each aspect of your life? And once you write down what you see for the next three aspects, think through, who do you need to be? And what I mean by that is, do you need to work on patience? Do you need to work on showing up? Do you need to work on being the type of person that doesn't hit snooze? Do you need to work on being the type of person that stops making excuses for why they don't have something? Do you need to be the type of person that lets go of limiting beliefs? And how do you build that? When you determine who you need to be, do you need to be more courageous? Do you need to be more disciplined? Do you need to be more focused? And when you decide who you need to be, then you get to set intentions around that. And so then you break that down. What habits do I need to put in place to make that happen. And that's where you may not know all the how, but a lot of times you have a pretty good idea of what is the next step from where you're at. And beyond that, again, 
I do encourage coaches and mentors. There's tons of, and honestly, there's tons of like, you can continue listening to this podcast. You could listen to this podcast for the next year and you would have so many resources available to you to completely transform your life. You could listen to, there's so many other great podcasts out there or books or information on YouTube, community groups, all the things. So there are plenty of free resources to make it happen. I'm always going to be real. The challenge is that usually that's where the hard part is, is people won't show up for themselves if they're not truly invested and committed by connecting with a coach and a program and a community and putting some money on the line in most cases. When you decide what habits you need to take, maybe, for example, we'll break down fitness. So maybe your goal is to lose 50 pounds this year. So then you absolutely can set the target for, I'm going to lose 15 pounds in the next three months, depending on where you're at. You could totally do more than that, just so you know. But it, and again, it absolutely depends on where you're at. There's so many different factors. I just want you to know that if you're somebody that has a hundred pounds to lose, then you could definitely lose more than 15 to 20 pounds in the first 12 weeks of the year. You could, you know, I've had clients 40, 50 pounds in the first, you know, 12 weeks of the new year. So it just depends on where you're at, what your history is. There's a lot of different factors. So it's a wide range. But let's say your goal is to lose 20 pounds in the first 12 weeks of the new year. What habits do you need to put in place? And write out those habits. So maybe it's three workouts a week. Maybe it's um, focusing on good foods, getting closer to the ground or the animal as possible. And then write out a plan of action each week. And then each day, you start your day with intention and with purpose. What do I need to do today to move incrementally forward towards my goal? And then at the end of each week, celebrate the habits. Focus on the habits that support the goal And make sure that you celebrate yourself along the way. Don't wait till you lose the 20 pounds to celebrate losing the 20 pounds. Don't wait till you lose the 20 pounds to give yourself recognition for the efforts. Because what often happens is you'll lose the 20 pounds, you get there, and that was what the big hype was about. And so now what? And because you weren't celebrating the value of the habits, because you weren't celebrating the value of the daily actions, the daily focus, the daily effort, the daily sacrifice, because you will be sacrificing to get any worthy goal is going to require some sacrifices. Part of, so let me stay on this thought. So make sure that you celebrate each week what you've done well. And when you take time, whether it be on Sundays or Mondays, whatever you want to do, to celebrate the week behind you and look at what you're proud of and what you accomplished, it's not that you'll be perfect. It's not that you won't fall off the wagon sometimes, but celebrate what you did well. And when you celebrate what you did well, you will create momentum to continue to do that. And you will start creating a new pattern of belief and recognition so that it becomes sustainable because you're celebrating the milestones along the way, right? Make sense? 
And what I had started to say is one of the advantages of getting motivation, I shouldn't say advantages, one of the techniques to getting motivated to get started is, yes, you could do, like if it's fitness related, you could do something to uh, get you quick results. Right now we're doing the seven day uh uh, free seven day belly bloat detox, right? And you could still register for that. But I, that is only to get mo- motiv- motivation or uh, momentum to build motivation. So you could do something like that initially because then you'll see results and results produce the want and the desire to keep going, right? The other point though, is to get real with yourself about what it is costing you to not be where you're at. And I think this is a point that honestly I've overlooked in my coaching in years past. And I've only recently discovered the value and the power to really dig into that, right? Not to be mean, not to be condemning, but women spend so much time avoiding their pain, avoiding the real issues of what's going on. And therefore, the avoidance keeps them stuck in good enough. The avoidance keeps them stuck in mediocrity. The avoidance keeps them stuck from truly discovering and living out their best. For example, someone that is struggling with, let's say, 50 pounds overweight, we'll just keep using that example. Maybe they're super successful in business or like that mom that has it all together, the mom that all of us envy that aren't like that, right? Like all the perfect parties, all the sporting events, all the things, right? Everything seems lined up. However, they're struggling with that 50 pounds. So reality is that that 50 pounds for them means every morning they get up and they're discouraged by their closet. Every morning when they go to get ready, it's a battle to decide what to wear based on what they would love to wear and feel cute and confident in versus what fits and it's good enough for today, right? The battle of the intimacy that they don't have with their spouse because they're not comfortable in their own skin and they don't feel sexy and they don't feel like in the moment very often because they're so stinking uncomfortable or tired every single day or running low on energy because they're so busy giving out to everyone else. Y'all know I'm going to tell you, like, stop being a martyr. You're not doing yourself or others any good by holding on to this badge of honor that everyone else comes first. That is a lie from the enemy because you cannot give your best if you are not at your best. So what it's actually costing that person is it's costing her her joy. It's costing her her peace. It's costing her the ability to actually participate in the sports with her kids, to have the energy to run, to play, to throw the ball, to want to get up and continue to be more than just a taxi that sits in the car and waits. It's costing her the full experience that she could potentially have in that boardroom. (laughs) Right now is the taping of this podcast. It would be that Zoom room, right? Maybe she is this, from the outside, looks like this very confident executive that has all the success and all the accolades, but she's struggling on the inside with her weight, so she holds back. She doesn't have quite the voice, or when she does, she comes from a position of anger and control because 
it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable because she truly feels insecure. It's easier to hide behind the mask of strength and coldness because that covers her, right? Or just simply not confident because constantly worried about other people judging how she looks or simply just judging herself, thinking about how her stomach is hanging over her pantsuit or her skirt or whatever it is that she's wearing or how her arms look and how she has to keep her jacket on even though it's crazy hot outside because she doesn't want other people to see her arms. She's insecure. Or struggling in the summer because she doesn't want to wear shorts, but it's 105 degrees out. That's the cost. But we don't spend enough time in the cost because we spend more time avoiding that pain. And what we typically, most women, avoid that pain with is food. Food is the most common drug of avoidance because it's socially acceptable. So if you want this year to be different, part of creating urgency for yourself will be to get real with yourself about what it is costing you to be the same. Because I hear women time and time again, and it just seriously is so frustrating but heartbreaking because what I'll hear is, I don't have time, I don't have the money, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that, which is, you know, the quick fix or, uh, you know, cheap product or whatever the case may be, right? And they're going to spend another year doing exactly the same. And the results this year are going to be the same as last year because they don't get real with themselves. When you really, really want something, you get very creative and resourceful because any one of us listening to this right now, if our child or a loved one had an emergency situation or if we got sick, all of a sudden we have time. All of a sudden we find a way to make the financial resource. All of a sudden we find the motivation, the urgency, right? So it's there. It's a matter of getting real with ourselves in terms of how much it is costing us to not show up for ourselves each day. To not show up to the greatest extent of our purpose and potential each and every day. Get real with the cost. So to summarize, you're going to write out the vision on 12-31-2021 as if you're already there. And then break it down into the first 12 weeks. What needs to happen? What's the short-term goal for the next 12 weeks to make that happen in each aspect of life? Your faith walk, your spiritual life, your connection with other people, your, which would be family, right? But a lot of us, you know, that extends to friends and, and all the things. Your finances and your fitness. What are the goals in each aspect of that life? And then break it down to habits. And habits and intentions. Intentions for who you need to be to be the person that accomplishes that. Do you need to be more courageous? Do you need to be more disciplined? Do you need to be more structured? Do you need to be more focused? Do you need to be more faith-filled? 
decide where where you can like I I feel like it is hard to challenge on or it is hard to focus on all the things right we could probably come up a list of 10 things that we would love to be more of pick three mine this year is courageous connected and confident those are my words for this year what are yours and what habits support that goal and write it out and then execute the plan. Decide what resources. If you're part of the top 1% that will execute the plan on your own, awesome. Go do that. If you're the other 99% of us that need help, support, and accountability, invest in yourself. The buddy system doesn't work. That's a whole nother episode. That's the blind leading the blind. That's wasting more time. If you truly want to be committed to making 2021 the best year, it is within your capacity. Within your capacity includes connecting with mentors and coaches that are going to help you get there. And then each week as you're executing the plan, make time to review and celebrate your wins along the way. Every week, focus on what you did well the week before. All right. I hope that was helpful. If it was, please make sure to like and follow this podcast, share it with a friend that you think would be helpful. If it is on your heart to do so, if you feel like this is valuable to you, I would love to see a five-star review on iTunes and uh, give feedback on there. And also feel free to reach out and join us for our 12-week faith and fitness transformation breakthrough. We're starting that at the end of January. So time is of the essence. Get connected. You can also join us on our private community on Facebook, the Faith, Fitness and Freedom Community. I would love to see you there. Take care for now. Bye.